Yo, 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 what's happening, what's happening, what's happening, what's happening, what's happening? Welcome to the Grown Managed Podcast. I'm your host, Mike J. with me. Hosting Bowtie Fresh. What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing out there? Man. What's the business with your brother? Hey, man, it's dealing with the damn Rona, man. You know, it's actually a decent day with the sun out, man. It's, this sucks. One thing is to be stuck in the house. It's another thing, and the weather looks like it sucked, too. But finally, the sun's out a little bit, man, but... Yeah, How you dealing with the Rona, bro? It's it's deceptive, brother. I went yeah. I went out I went out and I was like, oh, okay, it's kind of sunny outside, and that 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 breeze was disrespectful, bro. So yeah. if you do step out, take a jacket. If y'all if you're in Indianapolis area, take a jacket because it is deceptively sunny and but it's crisp as hell out there, man. Yeah. Other, other other than that, man, I've been I've been all right, brother. Not doing too much, and I I, I think that I. This is causing uh, this whole situation, or whatever. It's causing me to be more more of a daggone homebody, or maybe some of my hidden introvert tendencies are coming out. Cause I'm like, Shh, I'm pumped up. I'm not. I'm not complaining. I'm not really like, oh, I got I to get here and get there. Like, I I think I've went and done like a 180 where I'm like, don't talk to me. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to be around nobody. Like, I think this has kind of hurt me a little bit, man. Which is ironic because for people who know us, I'm the one who's more like, oh, it's just got to be in my own little zone. Yeah. And I'm, it's not that I like want to be around people. It's just like I just miss being able to go where I want to go and right. be able to move the way I want to move. Like they like today, right? I just be like, oh, babe, it'd be nice, you know, be able to take my lady out to dinner or something like that. And I just have to go order it and then pick it up. You know what I'm saying? Be able to go right. and be able to just, you know, just kick it. And it's kind of, you can't really do that, but you know. Or at least if you want to go to a movie or something like that, you know. But I don't know. This is it's different and beyond like the mission of the sports type stuff, man. But you know, it could be worse, brother. You know, it definitely could be worse, man. So, man, how, man, how, how do you, how do you think you're gonna feel? You know, things get lifted for us in another couple of weeks or whatnot. Like you, that first time you want to go back to a movie. Like, you think it's going to be kind of like a crazy feeling? <laughs> I'm going to be kind of cool on that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like, for all right, I can tell you, I can tell you the first place I want to go back to. I want to go back to church. Now, I watch church online, but I miss being in church. But now I'm going to be like, yo, I go to, like, probably one of the biggest, you know, one of the biggest churches in the city, mm-hmm. and it's going to be, like, packed. I'm like, well, damn, do I want to risk having all these dang on germs and all this type of stuff around here? So... It's just going to be weird, man. Or, like, even we talked about yesterday on our group chat, like, yo, we would love to go to a game to celebrate the Nasty Boys' birthday. I ain't respond. I'm like, yo, man, we might not might not be able to go to the game. You know what I'm saying? They might be running at a different type of capacity. So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. So, like, even, like, the barbershop, like, all this stuff, man. So, speaking of that, man. So, that's my thing right there, brother. Like, I know, yeah. like, I know the barbershop's supposed to be open here in Indianapolis in the next two weeks. And it's it's rough for me. I'm not even gonna lie. It's it's a little situation out here with the hair. But I'm like, man, I don't I don't know if I'm ready to, to do it. S, like when it first opened. <laughs> go on ahead, go on get your, your your light skin tendencies, man. Go on ahead and get your. I'm gonna be rich. I'm gonna be rich or see more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You ain't, you ain't, hold on, you ain't got that type of bread, my nigga. You, you need to start a little lower. <laughs> your Eddie Winslow ass curl, nigga. <laughs> Damn. A little, little juice in the park, man. Get you going. Oh, Eduardo. Hey, I feel you on the barbershop. Cause my barber sent me something a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, yo, I'm in the high risk category. So I'm like, yo, man, and I got I got the baldy. So I did. Hey, I, I ain't gonna lie though, man. I was trying to line my my beard up. I was like, yo, I'm killing with the razor, right? 
man, I cut my shit, man. I had I know, cutting off my damn side. I had to cut off my sideburns, man. Cause I fuck <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> hey, nigga, I'm out, I'm out here look. I'm out here look. I'm, I mean, rest in peace. I'm out here looking like Kobe, nigga, with the damn with the damn beard to start at the damn at the cheek. They ain't got no damn <laughs> sideburns. And, <laughs> and the damn body, man. Cause I, I was like, yo, I, I'm killing him right here. See, so not hit him with the razor. I'm like, no, no, no. Let me try to line him up. Cause I don't, I ain't gonna, I don't know how to like fade my sideburns. I ain't a barber. Man, I'm out here looking crazy. That shit didn't connect to nothing. I was like, let me just start all over again, man. So, I'm out, I'm out you, here got no, you got enough time to start all over, brother. You got oh, yeah, time, yeah. I got plenty time, of time. By the time you go back, nobody will ever know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but, but the body has been, it's been strong. I ain't even cut myself today. Now, the other day, I cut my, I cut the shit out of myself. Man, I had blood everywhere. And then I started about taking a picture of the damn rag. And it was, oh, man, damn. Hey, man, I cut the shit out of the back of my head. People might have thought people might have thought something else was going on. You taking a picture uh, of the bloody rag? Yeah, <laughs> been right. like, hey, he didn't dove, he didn't dove in a little something. Oh damn! <laughs> oh damn! Not, it's not, like Mike Jaden took the red swim. Oh, not not like my nigga on the on what's the on Showgirls. You yeah, were that nigga, yeah. man. That nigga OG Bobby Johnson. Hey man, that's another thing, a sick ass thing, man. Like how did how a dude get excited over a white girl and that nigga got hype over Jesse Spano. That nigga started doing some dances and everything. Else. Then they got sensuous and try to like tongue kiss. Nigga <laughs> said, "She's like, I'm on my period." Then he said, "I got towels." He <laughs> said, "That's real, real casual too, man." He was trying to go real nasty boy style. Shout out to the Nigerian prince. But uh, yeah, man. Yeah, but yeah, but so you say you say you you're not sure about going to the barber shop the first week back, man. I don't know about the first week, brother. I might I might have to wait a week or two, man. Like I don't know. I know it's supposed to be by like appointment only, but like still. It's like you know, there's there's five barbers in my barber shop and three beauticians. So let's yeah. just say they all they all everybody has a, their appointment and it's at the same time. That's that's still a lot of people in the in the in the confines of that space. You know what I mean? So the good thing about my barber shop is only because my barber they did they you know they both like full time they have full time gigs. They just own the shop. So there's only mm -hmm. two people in the shop now. Oh, so okay. theoretically, if my if my other dude ain't cutting. Then you know he could be. It could only be like it could be my barber or the other barber and one person in a chair and it's six feet apart. So yeah. the way their space is set up is good. It's just the fact that even though you can spray your stuff down and everything else, mm -hmm. you know, it's just I don't know. It's just like I, I don't really need a haircut because I can shave my own. Now if I you know now if I was out here without like how I was before when I was you know going in that bald life and I was out here looking crazy like. Have some thick ass sides, and I <laughs> and in the, in the middle be looking kind of crazy. If I had the if I had the Pacific and Atlantic Ocean in the middle, having having the small like islands like hair looking like Guam, then I probably be like fucking. I'm going back. But right now, I'm cool, man. I hook up the hook the body up, man. So I don't know, man. So let's you know we'll, we'll put something out, man. So what do y'all we'll put something out today? Like where's the first place you want to go back? Do you want to go back get your hair cut, ladies? You want to get your you know get your hair done? So you know we'll put some stuff out after the show man but i wonder I wonder, i'm interested to see if the ladies choose hair or if they choose like nails and, and, and toenails and stuff like which, yeah. which one is more important the hair or the, or the mani petty yeah that's that's another thing man because you know you know hell I, I was man i was talking to i was talking to my uh talking to my lady my lady her dad said it was her birthday shout out to my nigga t so he was like, "Yo, I'm just waiting to get a uh, to get a to get a to get a pet to get a pedicure." I was like, "I felt him because I ain't had one in a while." But I'm like, "Yo, I, I can't really risk it in, in these type of environments, man." So, yeah. So I, I definitely feel, man, you you miss those creature comforts, and it's like, 
And for me, I'm just going to the barbershop. Not about really getting a haircut because I can shave my own head. This is basically about bullshitting with the fellas, and that's kind of going to be over now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah, All yeah. the fun part of, like, of being in the barbershop hanging out is a wrap. So this is not going to be the same. But, man. Yeah, man. But, new, hey, man. New normals. Yeah, to be on the new normal, man. So let's get to that damn Trump news, man. And and Mance has been out here. Uh, he's been out here wilding, man. So, uh, you know, this week, you know, the Trump came, you know, Michael Flynn, for those who don't know, Trump fired Michael Flynn back in 2017 because he was, you know, I think he lied to the FBI. But Michael Flynn's out the out the clink now. So why is the Trump campaign out reading? Uh, I think it was in the Washington Post or somewhere. They viewed Flynn the as Post. their Mandela. <laughs> can you imagine somebody who lies to the FBI? You compare him to one of the greatest people who ever walked there, a freedom fighter, Michael Flynn to Mandela. Hey, uh, and nigga, this is their Mandela. Yeah, you might as well just say he's the white Mandela. Yeah, this... <laughs> or or better yet, he's the real Mandela. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> they probably call him something like the, oh. white, the white Rhino or something like that. You know, oh, they don't get into their damn bag, come up the, the white Rhino and shit like that. But yeah, man. So I, I just, hey, just that, I looked at that's, that's some flagrant ass shit right there. Bro. Yeah, I'm like, you you compare Michael Flynn to Mandela? Yeah. Like what? Like what do you have to be on? <laughs> like my God. I don't know. Maybe them boys are starting to suffer from the Rona because you heard Pence, his, uh, no, Trump's personal valet has the Rona. And then, like, I think two staff people's on Pence's staff have the, have the Rona. And that's who hey. Pence went to that, uh, he went, he, he went, went to that hospital. Without, yeah, without, yeah. Yeah. He went to, what's the hospital in Minnesota? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Without, I can't without, think without, your name of. yeah, without, without the, without the mask, man. Hey man, it was it was hilarious, bro. Like every single person had like masks and gloves on. Pence walked through there like he was a damn gangster. Like he was the middle school principal yeah. walking <laughs> walking through the hall at the end of the day, talking about, I wish a nigga would <laughs> cut me. <laughs> yeah. Like, Prince Pence was straight gangster. And he was like mad close to people too, like talking to him. And what like, do you say to the vice own... president? Like, what you hey, want to tell you, back your ass up. That's bro. what I'm saying. But you say that, you say that, your ass might be get filled with some bullets. And I ain't trying to be being given real. This is true. Yeah, man. What do you say to him? Like, I remember when I was trying to buy my car, right? And dude tried to shake my hand. I said, Whoa, man, social distancing. He's oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't buy a car from him, buying a buy for somebody else. But I'm like, yo, you might even say, like, yo, back up, man. Give me 50 feet. You know what I'm saying? Who the fuck is yeah. you? You ain't even go like you, you I don't even want to be around you without the mask. When you all up in my grill. Hey, yeah. Hey, pencil, pencil was mad flavor, bro. No mask, no gloves. <laughs> He had the, he had that daggone medium daggone suit on, and he was like mad close to people, and like leaning over people's shoulders, like looking yeah, at stuff man. too. I'm like, damn, man, come on, bro. Hey, speaking Pence of Pence, you see, you see, Pence that fool was they had the hot the hot mic on him, and he oh, was like yeah. he was carrying those, <laughs> he act like he was carrying those boxes. But they really were empty boxes. He like yeah. he picked it up like it was like really heavy. It was on like come on, man, like how much of a lame you have to be? It's so embarrassing being from Indiana sometimes, you know, for a variety of reasons. But he's yeah. like he's he's like one of where I used to like think as a kid that Dan Quayle. Was horrible because he couldn't spell potato. He was from Indiana. He's the vice president, but Pence got homie beat, bro. <laughs> oh, Pence got him beat, beat. Yeah, so hey, man, hey speak, speaking of speaking of mad flagrantness, did you did you see? I forgot what what con- press conference or where Trump was, but this nigga had on like some some, some bag on science goggles with no mask. <laughs> no, like, I didn't see that one. <laughs> oh, bro, like he was on stage. And he had on like these like like Bill Nye the Science Guy type goggles and was talking 
And but then somebody was like, you, you might need to wear a mask. So they tried to hand him the mask, and he like bent over and looked at him, and he looked at the mask like, what? Yeah. And they gave him a mask, and he and he put he took the mask, but he just held it in his hands, but he kept the goggles on. Yeah, <laughs> he's an idiot. Like it's just you know it's, it makes me think of people you know, and I'm not gonna get on my political shit. But I just, I look at you real funny if you said you vote, unless you are the super rich, like super, super rich, and I don't know anybody who's like super rich. I look at you real funny if you said you voted for Trump. And I didn't even, I think you're an idiot. So I I was just wondering why the hell he had on the damn goggles. Like, like, bro, what what, what are the goggles doing? You protecting the the eye mucosal mucosal membrane? He probably, he's he's using that damn, them goggles, that damn uh, strap around the back to hold down that bad toupee. You know, oh, that mug already blew in the air like Aladdin's carpet a, few, a while ago. So, you know, he, that's just what he's using it for. I man. wonder how come he hasn't done, like, the hair transplant. You know, how they, you know, yeah. how they can move hair from one. I wonder how come he never done that. Man, no telling, I mean, man. He already got the bottle or the, the body of a damn albino seal. They might not be able to get no hair from him. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, speaking of that, that fool, he said he didn't want to do mass COVID-19 testing because it makes us look bad. So right now, the United States, I think there are like a 7 million tests, I think, somewhere around yeah, there. 7, 7 million confirmed tests, but I think 1.3 million deaths or something like that. Yeah, so he said it makes us look bad. No, fool, you talking about your damn uh, re-election campaign. You ain't talking about us. You talking about you. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Fuck, fuck out of here talking about it makes us look bad. Now I'm going to forget. That makes you look bad. <laughs> so, But yeah, man. But let's get to this. He's night. a special kind of guy, bro. Yeah, he is a special kind of dude. Hey, he look he definitely, man. He's special. All right. Look like he probably needs to wear a helmet, but that's neither here nor there. Speaking of that, I was I have man, have you been in a lot of Zoom meetings? Oh my god, yes. Bro, you ever yeah. seen people who do weird Zoom, stuff? Who damn do, who Microsoft do Teams. Oh yeah. So you ever see people who like make weird facial expression, do weird stuff during the Zoom meetings? Yes. Yes. There was this dude I, I was we were in a meeting the other day, and he looked like he should he looked like he definitely should wear a helmet and be on the bus, and he shouldn't have his job, but that's neither here nor there. And my man just, like, opened his mouth, and no words came out. And it's not even like he was muted. He just, like, it wasn't a yawn. He was, like, just opened his mouth and just unweird with his tongue. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, man. It was just, like, because somebody texted me. was like, well, you see what he did with his tongue? I said, yeah. He definitely, <laughs> he definitely needs to put his helmet back on. But. <laughs> maybe maybe he was trying to send an a, a, a unspoken message to somebody else on the Zoom or something <laughs> with oh. the tongue action. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yuck, yuck, hey. and yuck. Hey, man, hey. I, I was on a Zoom meeting. The person was muted, but they were clearly eating, and, like, you could see, like, they were, like, smacking and chomping, and it was, like, mm. food, like in the corner of their mouth and, like, on their chin. I'm like, oh, God, like, you eat like this? Like, I know you at home, and you decided to eat on the <laughs> camera, you know, of all things. Like, my why, God. Why didn't you just cut the camera off but they haven't have the stink setting, which is your picture on there? Bruh. It shows them if you mute it. Like, Bro. I, don't, I don't know. It was a situation. There was a couple of us texting back and forth, like, "Ill, do you see this?" <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. So let's get so let's get to the mayo, man. So for those who know, man, I love Costco, right? That's like my spot. Get my gas there. I try to do my shopping there. So I was reading on online, and Sharon said she refused to shop at Costco because they have a mandatory mask rule, and that's Costco mandatory mask rule started Monday. Yo, man, why did Costco clap back at her? Did you see this? No, I missed all this. So, so that she was on Instagram. So Costco replied, thank you for taking such a brave stance, Sharon. We look forward to the documentary they will make about you someday. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, these companies ain't fucking around no more. They tired, man. Hey, like, man, I'll tell you who be the company be having some crazy snapbacks is damn Wendy's. 
They yeah, be yeah. giving boys a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah. just I just thought that was funny, man. Hey, Sharon gonna be the new Carol Baskin. Hey, man. <laughs> Carol, boy, you know, damn, you know, they, you know, they making a damn movie about about dude with Nicolas yeah. Cage's. It's yeah, gonna be, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and, said, I said, man, the movie's already been made. It's called Joe Dirt. Yeah, <laughs> the same damn movie. And it's also, the same person. And let's just let me just be honest. Ain't like the homie Nicholas Cage is out here like a great actor. No, I no, mean, no, no. Oh man, like you know, like well, you know, I ain't I ain't seen a good Nicholas Cage movie since what The Rock. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, shit. Yeah, hey, don't yeah. tell me about no that, bad Ghost Rider. That shit I was, was gonna trash. say that, that Ghost Rider was trash. It, I was so mad because I'm a comic book type person. I was like, oh god, this is terrible. Yeah, man. But yeah, man. So that was a good. The Mayo goes to that, man. So brother, old Sharon. Yeah, it's just like you know. So I'm sure if they could find her face, I'm sure she'd be mean the fuck out. <laughs> I don't understand what's wrong with these people, man. Like. You, you are upset because you were asked to ha- to wear a mask or put on a mask, or somebody yeah. asked you to step back. You know, there was a lady when I, w- I went out and grabbed some groceries and stuff this morning, and there was a one of the cashier ladies was like, you know, hey, now this is me grabbing stuff that doesn't come with my my grocery order that I normally order. That they they say they can't get, but if I go into the store, it's obviously there. And I'm like, well, how come you just couldn't get my order? That's neither here nor there. Just of the story is one of the cashiers asked the lady, you know, hey, could you step back to, to that marker? We're supposed to have this amount of feet. And the lady was like, like getting mad and cursing and all that type of stuff. Like she's like all up on this other woman that's in front of her. And I'm like, how can you get mad? Because people don't want you up in their damn space. Not just considering all the stuff that's going on, but like, why the fuck are you up in somebody's damn space anyway? Like you, you channeling your inner Mike Pence? Yeah. I just don't. I just don't get it. I don't understand what people's deal about getting upset and getting mad because someone's like, "Hey, could you back up?" or, you know, not stand so close to me or whatever. Yeah, I have noticed that people don't really pay attention to that six feet thing. Because no, I was at Costco at the other day, and I was six feet because they market six feet away. They do, and they, and people were just like right on each other. I was like, yeah, all right, but whatever. Hey, man. So let's get to the damn Twizzler, man. And this one goes out to a local person. Goes out to Fox Sports corporate coon Jason Whitlock, and for those who don't know, Jason, <laughs> Jason Whitlock is from Indianapolis, which is going to be it's an interesting show today. <laughs> we'll get to that a little bit later. So, Jason, you know, so as you know, we'll talk about uh, Ahmad Arbery later. So, LeBron just tweeted about it, like you know, like every day, you know, these this situation, this you know, spewing his frustration as a black man. And here comes Jason Whitlock. You know, he got the call from Uncle Ruckus to get upset that a black man had the unmitigated gall to quote my man Stephen A. Smith (laughs) to say something about the white man, about criticizing everything else. So now he's trying to say that LeBron is making it about LeBron and it's not about Ahmaud Arbery. I was just like, you know, I've mute Jason Whitlock on a lot of things. I just happened again. Just happened to come across because uh, my kid who works for Fox Sports One, along with Jason, Will- I mean, along with Jason Willock, said something. It's just how how much can how much cooning can you do? And I know I was just talking to my lady about this. There's always a job for black people to talk to talk bad about other black people. If you ever want to check, you can oh, it's, get a job. If me and oh, bro, it's all the goddamn all time, yeah. all the time. Don't don't even get me started on on the black people talking about black people and and black and the TV show Black AF. I'm so tired of seeing people try to shit on that show and, and shit. On I ain't, I ain't finished. Oh. I haven't finished yet. But I'm just talking about this like in the space of not even like 
of this. Like even yeah, like, I'm just saying like, in general. Yeah, like the dude. Uh, it, there is a you know I guess I shouldn't put it out there because we're technically coworkers. Anyway, there's a local Indianapolis person who is black who gets his shit off on talking about black people. And he was, mm. and he was, you know, they're posting some stuff about the young man, Sean Reed, who passed away. Now, there's, we don't really know what's going on. They're going, you know, we'll talk about that in a few. But there's always that time. And I'm just tired of like cooning. And you don't have, I mean, and, and I'm not saying you can't critique. You can't say that something isn't good. That's not what I'm saying at all. But people like Jason Woodlock, that's all you do. It's just like the, it's just like the yeah. white man. It's like on Tom and Jerry when they had Spike the dog and they wave a stake in front <laughs> of them. You get that coon ass thing out there and, and wave like a black face to stepping up against white oppression. And he just like jump off. He jump ready to jump off the yard and bite everything up. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's one thing. It's it's one thing where kind of kind of, kind of to your point, like everybody's going to have their own opinion, their own perception, you know, their own take on certain things. But when it is just the constants, the consistency of you just trying to shit on other black people, like then it's just like, bro, shut the hell up. Like, can't deal with you anymore. That's that's the part that gets me. Like I said, it, and it happens so much. Like not even not even always just with you know celebrity or 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 entertainment type things. Everyday life, man. Like you cannot do something, you know, or or, or try to be something different or something good without another black person tearing you down and i love my people but that's why it's so frustrating because it's like damn like why are we constantly trying to tear each other down why are we constantly trying to compete with one another you know what i mean like god damn like run your own race compete with yourself and congratulate the other the next person at least they are african-american descent and have done something or doing something or progressing themselves or maybe maybe hopefully the community as well but it, it's 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 sickening bro it's sad too it, it's, yeah. it's extremely sad especially when it it comes from like you know like family and that type of stuff like damn man like can we can we not support each other yeah i guess for me with him because you know when lebron said he had that uh, and he had that house in brentwood and they spray painted something like racial on his on his gate jason willock went quick to defend the white man so you know i just I don't know. I'm just for me, and I mean, I definitely respect what you're saying, but I'm just yeah. I'm going really going on him because he has a history of it. I mean, before oh, when he yeah. used to write he in the Kansas City, he used to write for Kansas City newspaper. He'd always blame rap for everything in life that would go wrong. So this is Sarah. So I mean, both sides do me a favor and get the corporate coon Jason Woodlock the biggest Twizzler. Hey, the, the corporate coon Jason Woodlock and King get the corporate Twizzler. That bad boy that's in the Brooks Brothers suit, the, the Brooks Brother rapping with the with the Stacy Adams or the Penny Loafer. He yeah. get the he get the he get the Penny Loafer little tassel edges on it. That's that's the sort oh. he can sit on. Tired of Jason Whitlock, man. Yeah. And, and he's making Naptown look bad. Yeah, hey, and and he's like four hundred pounds with a damn. Uh, that nigga got a damn uh, toupee on his head. Like damn dog, you gonna go? <laughs> you gonna come to work with a baldy on Friday and then come back Monday with a with a hot top fade? <laughs> man, get all the way to fuck up out of here, man. Hey, you know man, what I'm saying? Like, got, got the got, got the got the uh, the man weed, the man hair pieces. Apparently, it's it's thing out there these days. Oh yeah, I, I, <laughs> I didn't see niggas. I didn't see niggas that were bald all of a sudden got daggone dreads. Like, damn. Yeah, man. What happened? <laughs> them boys get them boys get that part on the left, and then get like them six braids, them looking like tiger. Oh yeah, you out here living flagellant, dog. And I'm bald, and I'm bald supreme all day, man. You ain't gotta do that to yourself, man. They, you know, the, the women love about they love the bald head brother, man. You ain't gotta be out here looking like that. Now, if you got like an ill shape, damn, you got a head shape like kazoo, 
then I can see I can see your issues. You might want to get you a Hey, look at OJ Simpson. Oh fuck you, nigga. Oh man. Well, different <laughs> one. OJ's head looked like somebody put a watermelon on some damn shoulders and then, and then you know replaced it with that. Man, that dude has like one of the biggest heads I've ever seen. You know, and again, you know, Juice had a Juice had a little son next year, you know, they may get that little extra horsepower. So I would never say speak against Mr. OJ Simpson. Hey, I, I, I've allegedly seen his handiwork in uh <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Not, not his handiwork. Yeah, hey, you know. Hey, man. <laughs> gang gang. <laughs> hey, Damn, OJ. Yeah, that's crazy, man. But uh but yeah, man. So I guess I know we 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 prefaced it earlier, man. Um I know we want to come. We have this let's talk about exception, man. And I really want to talk about, you know, Ahmad Arbery and uh, Sean Reed and this. For me, both I, I was like, I, I, I can't. Give us, hey, hey, Mike J, before, before you get into it, give, give the people a little bit of background on both, just in okay, case well, they haven't heard. Okay. So Ahmad Arbery was, was murdered a couple months ago, was jogging in Georgia, killed allegedly because they disarrested these people by two people pieces of shit in a car i guess they said they were making a citizen's arrest but a black man was his jogging was i think he was shot in the back i didn't watch the full video i don't have any i don't have it in me anymore to watch my people get killed on camera mm-hmm. I, I just don't like there's a t- there's a point of this being i'm tired and just uh, watching it so uh, i feel you and Sean Reed, and we'll talk about this a little later. This is local. This is not, this is nap time. This is Indianapolis. And the gentleman, there was something happened with the police. I'm they still they're gonna have an independent investigation. So I just saw that before we started the show. Yeah. But gentleman with and, and it's whatever will happen with the police, because I don't know yet. I mean, I seen some of the video. I wish I wouldn't have. And the gentleman is dead. That was seven minutes from my house. So, you know, I heard that, you know, I heard the choppers going off and that's funny, like an hour before it happened, I was on my way through that area after getting some Jamaican food. So that's kind of like this, the pref, this kind of, this kind of preface of it, man. But like I said, man, I can't, I'm tired. Like I am like physically tired of watching black people being killed on camera, man. And feel like our humanity, the only way our humanity can be, Event, even have having like a, a a trial or somebody being a, a investigated or arrested is because it has to be on camera. Yeah, that's. I mean, what do you what do yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, it there are many times where I, I'm in the same boat. Like I I can't watch certain videos, um, because it 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 pisses me off or triggers me to a certain point. Um, there are some that I will attempt to watch. Um, I, so so. I, I refuse, and I, I I have not did not watch um, Ahmad Aubrey his his video. Have not seen it. Will not watch it. I I when it, when the thing first broke, I clicked it, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be one of those, and I stopped it. Um, but with regards to to Sean Reed, I watched that video. Um, I, I have not seen the second video that has been released or leaked or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, that gives another angle of things and and shows some different things that were that went on that you could not see in the initial video. Um, I have not watched that one all the way through. For me, I, watching black people die on the film, watching black people be targeted and murdered, is is infuriating. 
Um, it makes my stomach turn. Um, I am a black man. Um, I've got two black men that I'm trying to raise, two black boys that I'm trying to raise into black men. Um, and it hurts. Um, even for my brothers, Mike Jay's my brother, all the fo all my brothers that are in, my, in our group chat, some of my, my close friends and brothers that are not in the group chat, it, it worries me because I, I feel that it doesn't matter. And I know it doesn't matter whether, whether you're a doughboy, whether you're a doctor, doesn't matter. You're a black man. You could die at any moment. Um, part of me, um, and this is where this is, this is bold tie freshest opinion. Not Mike J, unless he agrees with it. This is Bowtie Fresh's opinion. Please, you got anything to say, aim it towards me. My questioning comes into play. What are we as black men doing in society? We can be killed for absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Just for breathing and being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Just like um, our, our brother Ahmad. He was killed for doing nothing except mind his own business. For me, there comes a point in time where I'm like, are we as, as black men, are we as a black community? And it kind of ties back to what we talked about as far as hating and pulling each other down. What are we doing to provide guidance? What are we doing to provide positivity? What are we doing to impact our community? Even if it's on a small scale, like what are we doing to try to help one another overcome? What are we doing to try to push the narrative that this is bullshit and these things should stop? And there are a lot of times where I feel like we're not, like we're not doing anything to help the situation. We're, we're actually making it worse. Well, I think you need degree. to, uh, but, but let me step in. I think there is, if you're, I think if the point that you're giving, you might want to give some clarity if you're talking about more, like just to help you out. So are you speaking more about the Sean Reed situation or are you talking about Armand Arbery or just in general? I'm speaking just in, in generalities, whether my, my take on, on the Sean Reed situation, again, this is just, this is both high fresh opinion, not anybody else. I'm not, I am unclear as to why this gentleman, um, this, this, this man who did not, let me clarify that, make it very clear, did not deserve to die and should not have died at the hands of the police. But I question and I wonder why exactly was he running from the police or taking him on a high-speed chase and all those type of stuff? That, those type of things come into my mind because of how we are treated as black men. So that's my take. That's my question on the Sean Reed thing. But in general, as, as just in the generality, you know, I, I, I want, I wish that we as a community were doing more so that what's the 16-year-old uh, uh, young lady who died here in Indianapolis? She yeah. she was she was out you know like late at night or some something like that I don't no, know she was no she was with her she was with her mother in the car. with her mother and so those, there there are individuals that in our city right now is a high level of violence and teenagers and young people are being killed you know at, in, at alarming rates but at the same time we always find ourselves asking the question like well what the heck was that thirteen year old doing out at two a.m. well what was going on here. So I'm not saying that, that it, some of it comes back to our community, some of it comes back to the parents, all those type of things. But even even yet and still, if that if the the 15 year old that died, and I'm not talking about the young lady, if the, the one of the 15 year olds that died, 17 year olds that died in our city, 
was out at 2 a.m. And we're like, oh, well, where was the parent at? We don't know. The parent could be working three jobs to try to provide for that. So that's where I'm saying as a community, like what, are, like, what are we doing to try to push these kids, change the narrative of, push these kids in the right direction, but change the narrative and push the narrative of stop the police and public people, stop killing our people, and we need to be treated like people. Like, though, it's just, it's something that's, that's in my heart, and it's just kind of like, man, like, man, like, what, we got to stop. Like, we have to stop seeing our people die on camera. And it just, it just gets a lot of things going in. I mean, like, how can we fix it? How can we change? What can we do to change it? As opposed, you can protest. You, some people will say riot. There was a lot of people talking about rioting here in the city. And uh, you like, you do, you do whatever you do. You don't want that. I mean, like, you behind, don't want that. You be like what, rioting. You don't, that's just, that's just a no win situation. You're exactly. Not gonna, you're not going to exactly. win. Please. There's, there's a, there's a time for protest. There's a time for, you know, those things, they have to occur at, at times because you want your voice heard. Exactly. But, there, but I do I do respect what you're saying about, account, you know, accountability to help others. And for me, I think there, I seen something on Twitter and I was just, just like, and I don't, they, somebody copied and pasted, but they just made some like examples of stuff about the lack of black humanity. Mm-hmm. And I'm going I'm to go here. I'm not going to read every one of them, but it was like, Black people are so tired, right? Can't go jogging, Armand Arbery. Can't be in your own house, that's uh, Botham Sean, you know, and Ayanna Jefferson, you know. Can't have a toy gun, can't have uh, loud music, can't sell CDs, hell, you can't go to church, can't get, have Skittles, have all these type of things. Mm-hmm. There, for me, it gets to the point of, and I understand, you have to be able to give back and be able to help others, right? I totally yeah. understand that. But there is also a point of the lack of humanity from towards, towards, towards black people. Like, yeah, you gotta yeah. think. And that's why black men saying. are treated like boys, and then boys are treated like like grown men. Like, and, that's, and that's the that's, part where I'm saying we have to push the narrative. Yeah, with I understand folks, that. With those other folks, like, look, goddammit, I'm a grown ass man, or this is a grown black woman, or this is whatever, and I, I'm a person, I'm a human, I have rights. So I think that we have work, we can do more work in our community. But we definitely, as a, as a whole, need to make sure that these other individuals, police, government, in prison incarceration, fuck, teachers, all of those individuals, the te- teachers that treat our young black kids like, ah, there's going to be another number. No, you need to spend some time with my child. And if you can't do it, you better find somebody else to do it. These administrators, I'm saying we have to make sure that folks understand that we are more than just this black skin or just another number or whatever. I think it goes twofold, man. Like, I, I mean, and that's yeah. Not, that's I think you always have to like. There's right. always has to be their policing within. You know, it starts in your house because yeah, you can't, yeah. you can't, you can't sit back and take care of someone else's house no. if you know if you're not taking care of your house. I, you I totally, under, I understand what you're saying, but there is also there. Black people cannot take the onus on people who don't like black people and win the war. Right. You, right. You have you. There has Agreed. to be others who don't look like us. Like, for example, right. I was watching a brother named Brandon, white guy, real cool guy, like active in the community, does all this type of stuff, right? And he's white, but he's always, he's down for the cause. He was on, on Instagram, like, he's like, hey, we're going to be at 62nd in Michigan when the first happened. Like, he's like, I need my white people. I need y'all to come down there because you can't put the onus on the oppressor to stop the, on the oppressees to stop the oppressor. Yep. Exactly. You can't do it. So there, it, there's, a, there's a three-pronged situation. 
we only can control of like taking honestly taking care of what's in your house right yeah and if you're blessed enough to be able to pull the ear of somebody else that's great you might be able to throw your resources or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just want our humanity to be recognized. But we also need, like, we got to have, let's be honest, we got to have white allies to be, yeah. able, to be able to help in this. Because you, can, you can't say, you can't, you can't just be like, I'm the white person. Like, that's just sad. No, you have to put your voice to it. Put yeah. your vote to it. So those are the things that have to be done. So I understand. Ask, I mean, I agree. Go ahead. One. I was gonna say, let me ask you this this one this question, or maybe just not a question, but just more of a of a expanded topic. Where where do you stand, uh, your opinion, on our community taking ownership of the things that we are doing to not push that narrative? And I'm talking about uh, it's let's talk about specifically in our city when certain events or certain things happen. You see pictures, you see video footage of our people doing things whether it's hell i don't know fighting in the mall or doing all whatever whatever those things that all those things that you see the video and footage of where do you where, what is your take on us making sure that we take ownership of those things because if if we are doing these dumb pranks in the mall or clout chasing in the in wherever or doing this or that and then something something happens, you know, a, a police officer in the store roughs up the 16 year old boy. No, he doesn't. Or, the, the, or let's say a 24 year old man. No, he doesn't deserve to be, you know, beaten or anything like that. But is there accountability and does our community seem to well, take accountability for certain I, things? Well, I think I think well, that's that's a huge dichotomy, because if, if it's a grown ass man. Like, oh, yeah, that's why I changed it. I wanted to take the youth out of it. That's why I changed it. Yeah, if, he's like, if it's a grown-ass man, bro, I, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that somebody pulled your ear when you was a kid. I'm hoping that maybe you came across some type, some type of cats to try to help you out. Now, if you're a grown-ass man, then, you know, when you do things, then there's a consequence to this. And being black, there's an onus on, like, the consequence of justice is going to be heavy and swift. And, and and typically un, more unjust than it is for people yeah. who are of non color. And that's kind of what I'm getting at yeah. because most of, we have we have instances and we've seen them on the news, we've seen them on social media, or whatnot in our city, where an individual of color is doing something they really they shouldn't have been doing. Sometimes it's breaking the law, but then they get roughed up or something like that, and then there's an outcry from our community. How could this happen? And this is bullshit and we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And it's like, you're right. It is bullshit that, that, that this man was roughed up more than a white man would have. But are we taking ownership to say, eh, he was out here doing some, doing some shit he shouldn't have been doing. I don't see that. as I, I can, I I can but I, I understand, understand that, but it's also, okay. Let's, for this perfect example, you and I, years ago, we went to the black expo. We were mm -hmm. crossing the street. Cop told everybody to shut up. Right, yep. I know you remember yep. this. Yeah, I do. A few, few, few weeks later, you and I would go to the Coast game. Cops were super nice. Now, mm -hmm. we both were grown at this time. I think, you know, we probably was 21, maybe 20, 20 21, but we were uh, of age. So yeah. what if I'd have been like, who the fuck are you talking to? I'm, I'm grown. Are you telling me to shut up, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't tell, you didn't tell such and such to shut up. Yep. There comes a point in time where accountability is key. I'm not running away from that, but there's also a realm of unfair justice. 
Oh yeah. You can't sit back and like, well, you know, you no, the shit that's still wrong because if Tommy was out here, like we see it all the time, people getting taken, like for example, it was at hell in South Carolina when that dude killed, he killed all the people in that church. He was, hell, he was taken without being fired Take a shot. Take a so uh, there is a, there is a, a, a continued thing of people who of color, you know, if you get, you probably if you do some stuff like that, the chance of you dying is really high. I understand. I'm not, running, I'm, I'm not running. I'm not running. I'm not running. I'm not running. Running from the accountability thing. But there is also this, and, and then I can't. I can't raise everybody's kids, right? But I can. My voice well, can, can be heard. My my, can, my voice can. My voice can be heard when we're speaking of okay elected officials. I'm saying from the protesting perspective, though. Like what I'm saying, let's. Yeah, let's I mean, let's my, my vote is going to be a pro. Okay, saying, so let's, if just, I, let's just say there, there's a there's a protest, and um, Lord Lord forbid, uh, Bowtie Fresh uh, gets gets jacked up by the police. Lord forbid, I don't like to speak that in the system, but Lord forbid, a black man gets jacked up by the police, and we're everyone's out like protesting like this is bullshit. Blah 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 blah. blah. Is it different, or does our community look at it? and say, oh man, like he really got effed up and he didn't do anything. Or do we take ownership if it's like, oh, he got fucked up, but he like stabbed this, this police officer and doesn't- well, I mean, that, well, that, but that like, thing, that's, that's if like I'm a bring, if I'm bringing, economy of like, of, of what's going on. Like if he gets you get beat up- I'm not, talking, need... about, I'm not talking about the things that, that, that have happened now. You can, no, 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 you that's what I'm saying. It, we can even break it down. Let's break it down to what happened the same day that, that brother Sean Reed was murdered. Brother Sean Reed was murdered on 62nd and Michigan Road by police officers because of whatever that situation was. However, in Anderson, Indiana, that same day, two white men with guns were had a conflict with the police and they were both taken alive. So I understand what you're saying. It's it, it, it both no one deserves to die. If if a white man with a gun can be taken into into custody, a black man with a gun should be taken into custody. If a black man with a gun gets shot by the police, the white man with a gun should get shot by the police. I'm not saying that, that we're we're not treated differently. I'm specifically talking about like the ownership that our community. It seems that our community just overlooks certain things, just in the sake of saying, you know, we're we're solely focused on that. Oh my gosh, he was someone was jacked up or murdered or whatever. But we 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 overlook all the dumb shit, or we overlook the things that are being done to perpetuate like some of those reactions or to provoke some of those reactions. So uh, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I think what you're saying, I'm not saying you can't have accountability, but on a larger, in a larger sense, there is an, when you, when you see people who are untreated, you know, treated, not treated fairly for mm -hmm. years and years and years, there is a point of like, there has to, this has to be said. And I can say, I can control that narrative more than I can control somebody who says in our house, because if I choose to protest, I can. I can protest with my vote. I can protest with my money. Those are things I have in more of an active participation in that because that is something on the large scale. I there's millions of people in this world I don't know, but there are things I can help control on that thing. So it could be like, okay, Mr. Let's say, let's just say that I wouldn't fill in the mayor, right? Like, eh, you know, I ain't really feeling you, but I can put my money towards hopefully getting somebody else in, or I can help canvas neighborhoods try to get you voted out. Those sure. things I can control. The accountability I can control in my house. I can control the conversation I have with others. I can control the fact of where I get my money to to try to help my community. Those are things I can control. 
that I can I can try to pull a young buck to the hey man, this this ain't the way. And for even speaking to that brother Sean Reed, he was in the I was in the hundred black men, he was in the Bose program. So brothers, mm -hmm. they had their hands on this brother. I don't know what happened between the time of him leaving that program in 2016 mm -hmm. to now. Mm -hmm. It hurts me to see a young brother there. I, I'm all for a, I'm me. all for accountability, but there is more control on on the bigger picture for me because I I have more control of it. I can't control once you go into your house. I don't know what goes on in your house. I can't mm -hmm. control that. I only can control the things that that are right in in front of me that I can have a tangible effect on, and that's with my money and my vote. If I chose to protest, I would not protest right now, especially in this time of social distancing, because I've seen, I seen some, some people out there without masks on. I can't do that. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, whatever. And, and, I'm, not and, even, and I'm, not even I'm not even judging them, but I'm just saying, oh, I yeah. personally cannot do that. I oh, know. And, 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 and just to piggyback off of that, there were a lot of people out there without masks on and things like that. And there was very little. I saw one small story. There was actually a brother out there doing the protest, yeah, give handing, out, handing out free masks handing out water and that sort of stuff. For me, that's something that should be highlighted. For me, that's something that's pushing a positive narrative. You know what I mean? A, a, a positive thing like, look, we're not out here trying to fight the police and riot and all that type of stuff. We're trying to be peaceful and we're trying to support each other in being peaceful. It, it, it's some, not all. Not everybody's out there on that type of tip. I know that. But I'm saying like those type of things, that's, that, that, those should be things that are highlighted as well. Yeah, so I mean, I think it's a great we're, discussion, man. It's we're a, both it saying is. the same thing. It's just, there's a point of yeah. accountability. There's no one's running away from accountability, but there, for me, there's a more of a there's more of a an opportunity to change at the bigger level because I can't control what goes on. All I can control is what I raise, what I give out financially, emotionally, spiritually, and then the people I choose to try to help. That's yeah. one of the, honestly, the things I'm gonna miss about going to the barbershop, talk to the young boys, having, a, conver yep. ha having a conversation with them, trying to encourage. Hell, I have one, I was washing clothes, had a conversation with a young brother, and this is a while ago. I was, like, I, was just, I was just waiting around, I was like, oh man, what you plan on doing? Just, just talking up about my place of employment, maybe that'd be in a good place for him to get his education. So there's ways you can, there's all about being accountable, but there's, we also, there's accountability at home and there's also accountability on the, in the bigger stage. And I think both have to be reached, but in my opinion, and we can close it out after you say your last thing and we can move on to something else. There's account, there's, there's, I have more, I feel like I have more of an impact on the larger stage because I can't control what goes on in your house. I don't know the type of vibes you're on. Like I, I just don't. So yeah. that's just, that's just me. Yeah, I feel you. I say my, 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 my final piece or, 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 you know, just comment on these situations. We, as a, as a society, as a judicial system, as a community, we have to have justice served for Ahmaud Arbery and Sean Reed. Neither one of those young black men deserve to lose their life. We have to have justice for those, for those two men. Um, I hope that both of those men rest in power and rest in peace and definitely send prayers to their family and prayers above. Yeah. All right, man. So let's kind of let's kind of switch it off here, man. Let's get to sports, brother. And that was a good conversation. So oh, absolutely, what, you think, what, you, what you think about the last couple episodes of The Last Dance? Was that five and six? I think it was five and six. Yeah, five and six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the, the, the thing that, that stands out to me the most, um, I, I say the most, but like for me in those two episodes, uh, and I believe it was maybe the beginning part of episode six, was the USA team, man, that dream team. And specifically, the interaction of that, you know, the, of the, the infamous practice, the infamous dream team practice. 
man, you got guys, you got Magic, Bird, George, some ill-ass dudes out there talking shit. And then you add, you know, you add Barkley, you add Pip and, and those other dudes into that. Man, that that right there is like the essence of basketball, man. But then, too, it was just so funny about the shit that they was talking to each other. And when, when Magic said they all got on that bus to leave the practice or and it was, like, quiet, it was like, man, that takes you back to, like, some some childhood sports type stuff where ain't nobody talking. And then Magic cracked the, cracked the joke and they got everything loose again, man. So that that really stood out for me. The second the second thing was how ill and Scotty uh, Mike and Scotty was toward Tony Kukoc in that damn Croatia <laughs> that Croatia game. Yeah. I said, damn. Not MJ telling them y'all stay he y'all y'all stay away from him. He's from he's from me and Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> I said, damn. Yeah. Yeah, they uh they shut him they shut him down like in the in the in the pool play. Yeah, yeah pool play. The second, yeah. second game, you know, Kukos got his shit off. But yeah, man, for me, man, it was uh Mike Mike hanging out with these weird people, man. Well, first of all, it was Carl Malone, bro. When they interviewed Carl Malone, Carl Malone man, he had he had the dirty trifecta on, man. He had the LA Gear t shirt. He had the S curl and you know, you gonna have the S curl to receive in the hairline. That's a sick ass look, man. And think about it, who on the dream team wants to hang out with Carl Malone? Have you ever heard of somebody say, "Yo, man, I want to, I want to hang out with, I want to be like Carl Malone"? No. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Second of all, man, was Mike his shit talking? Like when he was like, I don't know what, I don't know if it was like five or six when Randy Brown asked for the tickets. He was oh, like, that was five. He was like, you know where the tickets are? He was like, he was like, man, it could be anywhere. It could be next to God Himself. He said, who? God. He was like, you just got them from him. <laughs> he was just like, now keep that in. Nigga said, shit. <laughs> yo, man. The second part I was like, yo, why they get, why Mike have his own office in the locker room? Oh, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that nigga said, I'm not being around you common ass niggas. Hey, man. Then Mike, had, Mike, then Mike had an ill crew like Quinn Buckner's. Like, Mike's like, it's dude. <laughs> like, you oh, know. Shit, nigga, that's Amara Rashad. No, because shit, Quinn be with him too. Shit, Quinn, God, was there. Quinn was right next to him in the locker room when uh when he was giving the tickets to Randy Brown. Quinn was he was that's his I mean Mike has a weird group of friends. Just like oh, yeah, Rod man. Wiggins, Ahmad Rashad, the Quinn, Quinn? Butler, and like other like, and Oak. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's it's, it's it's crazy, man. But also Hey man, it was it was getting kind of weird. I'm like, nigga, does Ahmad Rashad like pump the soap from the handles after Jordan pisses? And just pump this open his hand like damn. Hey, Amara shot is everywhere. You talking about hey man? Can you imagine me on a ride with Mike in the Range Rover on the way to the game? And he's like, "Yo man, get the camera, man. I want to talk about this." And Mike got on these ill sunglasses. Yo, I mean, oh, number yeah. one, I'd be like, "Yo," and then can you like really get them jokes off? And Mike come in there with them badass fits because they weren't these bad fits for the '90s. They was just bad fits. Uh, Mike right. had a mustard, a mustard, a mustard color suit on. And walking around talking shit in in the locker room. No, you can't say shit to me. Number one, why your damn hand get cut like that? What were you doing? You got this big ass bandana. Cocaine circus. Yeah, man. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, I was tripping off of nigga. What, what did MJ's uh, license plate say? Did it say? Did it say two tray? Tra- two no, tray or two tray? Two tray. <laughs> yeah. Hey, damn, nigga, not two tray in the range. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the crazy stuff. And let's let's get then. Let's get to the homie Slim. Yo, this nigga hustle oh, Mike. This nigga hustle Mike with a with a jerry curl on the damn on the damn what's the name? Mike got nigga a cashier's check. Yo, can hey, you imagine man. trying to cash get a cashier's check from Michael Jordan? Where you gonna cash that mother? Where you gonna cash it at? Exactly. Yo, That's the first man. thing I said, where you gonna cash this at? Yeah, I'm like, dog, nah, just give me my cash, bro. Like, you know, like 
how am I gonna hey, get nigga. this? Hey, nigga, that's the debt that MJ never intended on paying. No, you, you pay you pay a boy in the cashier's check, nigga. They are never seeing that. Dude. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that's just that's just crazy, man. I just realize how wild how wild of a boy Mike was, man. It's the characters he was around. I guess they was reading there's an article in the athletic. They said that Slim Bowler used to come over to Mike's house and have breakfast, and they had breakfast and then go to the golf course. Oh so, yeah. Hey, you see you seen how serious it was when the reporters were trying to interview Scotty. Yeah. And Jordan said a nigga Jordan said we got a tea time. That no, nigga he got no, he said he got a tea time. <laughs> hey, he, hey, that nigga grabbed another grown man. He grabbed yeah. Scotty up in his damn neck, bunched yeah. his shirt up, and pulled this nigga out. I was like, he got a tea time. Yeah. Hey, then then he got outside the bus. He started just hauling laying on the horn yeah. and waving his hand, talking telling Scotty to get on the bus. I yeah. Said, Mike hey, is serious about this damn golf. Man, Mike is Mike's an asshole. This <laughs> is hey, hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah, this you know talking about people going to look at me in a negative like, "No, nigga, you are crazy." Like, you know. <laughs> and I guess for me, when it comes down to it, I was listening to a Joe Button podcast, right? And my man Ma was like defending calling Mike a kid because you know, like Mike was like 28, 29 years old when he refused to uh when he refused to speak out against Jesse Hamm. That nigga wasn't no damn kid. It killed me how people move the goal on the goal line back and forth for different people. Be different if Mike was like twenty. Mike was a grown ass man with kids, a wife and kids. He was not, and it wasn't. Just, even, you know, honestly, and, and and it's not you. A lot of y'all, especially you, you gonna say because I'm a Michael Jordan fan and you know Stan or whatever. I honestly just didn't think that he he just genuinely didn't give a damn, and he really didn't have the knowledge base. He was just like, ah, okay. And you know what I mean? Like I, that's how I, that's how it came across. He was so he's such I, I an individual he's single, that's focused focus on, on basketball. Right? I get that. I'm right? talking about not, I'm not. I wasn't gonna say basketball. I'm saying himself. Yeah. That nigga is so consumed. Well, he said with his, he said in the doc. He, he said in the doc it was all about basketball, right? Yeah, I, I, I give him that. Said, I know he said that in the back yeah. in, in the doc. But honestly, the way he presents himself, I feel like the same or both both have fresh opinion. I felt like he's so damn self absorbed and self consumed. He didn't give a damn what else was going on. It was like I'm gonna win. I'm gonna go do this, and I'm gonna go do that. And with that, what what this what this dude is doing, it really don't affect me, and I really don't care. Like that's how it came across. I know he said it was about basketball, but damn it, I I just feel like he's just that self-absorbed. I guess for me, and then he was talking about politics. It wasn't really, and it wasn't to me about politics. It's the fact that Jesse Helms got out on a super racial thing. That was his yeah. thing. And even like when they show his acceptance speech, he said, well, ain't gonna be no cheering in Mudville tonight. No, that's a racial slur he just he threw in there. Hey, that was that was racist as hell, but it was funny. I said, damn, not cheering in Mudville. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah, I didn't yeah, I didn't find that too amusing. But he's a, he's just said that's I guess for me it was like it ain't about saying you got to be like it I think people was just more like Mike, it's it, I mean, this is a, this is like shooting fish in a barrel. This ain't about you knowing it. The issue is, this is my man is running on a racist type of a platform. Mm -hmm. So you know, you know, and even like even if he said like the Republicans buy shoes to him, you know, that was, if he said it in jest and he didn't, you know, said it around people and somebody took his quote, like it's just like if somebody said something that you said in the group chat and they put it out publicly, you know, that ain't cool. Right? Even the Republican, but I'm like, come on, Mike. Oh, like, God, you know, they're not saying the ace is trying to out me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, man, that's a nice stone. I, I think they would think you would be trying to out everybody else. But it's just, it's just crazy, man, how to do it is, how to do it is view. It's just really about Miles. Like, damn, bro. I mean, I understand Mike. I am saying Mike's fighting the greatest, right? 
But it's like, damn, y'all talking about calling a man a kid. The man wasn't no damn kid. <laughs> the man was a grown-ass man. You can't call him a damn kid, man. Like, come on. This ain't be different if it was Mike, like, rookie year. Then you can say, maybe he's a kid. This nigga was damn near 30 years old. He wasn't no damn yeah. kid. He had kids. So, and I, I don't know. I just, I just, I tell, it's, I tell it's you amazing. Don't, I, I tell you who don't like Mike right now is extremely pissed off. And he didn't really like Mike back in the day. That damn Craig Hodges. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. you see that Craig Hodges interview? Oh, I, I think, I, yeah, I hey. know Craig Hodges has always been on his, on, his, on his own thing, man. You know, hey, man, Craig I, Hodges I, wasn't going to be in a documentary anyway. So, you know, Mike. I think Craig Hodges. Hey, nigga, Craig Hodges might be trying to look for Mike right now to snuff him. Yeah. That interview, he, Craig Hodges was pissed. Uh, <laughs> I read something, and they said that Mike Snuff will Purdue. And Will Purdue like kind of cried and didn't stand up for himself. And Horace Grant stood up to Mike. That's what Sam Smith said that who wrote the Jordan Rules book. And that's why he oh, said man. that Mike didn't like it because Horace stood up for himself. He didn't like that Mike couldn't like because he could punk him. He he, he was gonna punk everybody. He couldn't punk Horace. Like dog, I don't give a damn who you are. You gonna you ain't snuffing me and I don't fight you back. Oh yeah, you ain't snuffing me. Like, nigga, he, nigga, and, and, and Will, Will Purdue was bigger than that nigga, too. He had to reach and everything. He might have been able to He might have been able to get a two-piece in on Mike. Yeah. Oh. You know, he, he snuffed he snuffed Steve Kerr, but you ain't never hear Mike's in. I'm sure there are some stories. I wonder if Mike was snuffing brothers. Oh, you hell no. Nah. Bill, Bill Cartwright whooped his ass. Well, he threatened to break <laughs> Mike's legs, but, you know, that's really, he Bill that's Cartwright. Right. <laughs> he was, a, you know, was an OG in the game. Bill Cartwright, look, I ain't got time for your young ass. But, you know, no. I'm sure, you know, it's just like, come on, Mike. You know, you ain't. Get got one off on Steve Kerr. And damn Buddha <laughs> Edwards too. Yeah. I can see Buddha Edwards fold Mike. Yeah, so you know it's just, it's just it's just interesting, man. Hell, I'm sure Mike didn't want nothing with Dennis. You know. No. Now I think yeah. he could punk Scotty. Dennis Hey man, he grabbed Scotty in his daggone chest. Well, Scotty man grabbed Charles Oakley smacked him in the face on that one. I mean, it's yeah. just you know, it's you know, then and then future and future, you know, laid out, laid your wife out, was flagrant about it. <laughs> I mean hey. Yeah, oh Scotty, it's been it's been a rough little time for Scotty. Yeah, man. Well, let me ask you this, and we can transition, man. What do you think the best Bulls team was? Uh, I'm I'm probably gonna have to say the '72 win Bulls, man. They were just playing like really good ass basketball, man. There was there was good ball movement. They played both ends of the floor well. Like, of course, Mike was Mike. But other guys are like really involved. Ku coach was in his bag that year. Like I, 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 I'm gonna have to go with that. That 72 man Bulls, man. It was just a lot of good basketball being played that year, bro. Yeah. It remind it reminds me of not not the not the 73 or 74 win Warriors team, but the Warriors team before that, when like literally the ball wasn't touching the floor and they was scoring. Like just good ball movement, good movement without the ball. They had good rebounding. Like, that was just – and I'm not saying the Bulls had, like, the best players. I mean, they had them Luke Longley and Dickie Simpson on that fucking team. So, it's not like it was like, oh, we're stacked or whatever. But everybody played their role. Everybody played their position. Um, and it, it was good coaching. Like, I just think – to me, that's probably the best one. It was just all-around good-ass basketball. And I'm taking, I'm taking Mike from being Mike out of it and all that type of stuff. It was just good basketball being played. Hey man, so let's get let's get to something funny to happen, bro. <laughs> that boy Earl Thomas, <laughs> Earl Thomas, man, and his brother Seth took Nasty Boys to the next level. And for those who don't know, 
Earl Thomas, he's an all-pro safety, plays for the Baltimore Ravens right now. Earl Thomas is married, beautiful woman named Nina. Earl Thomas got him and his wife. I guess they had a little argument. From what I read, she tracked my man down on Snapchat, found my man in the, and found my man in the Airbnb in Austin, Texas. Earl, young lady, his brother Seth, young lady, getting the damn nasty boy style. <laughs> like, oh, man. hey man, like B pump <laughs> and <laughs> like B pump and who was that? Was who was B pump's homeboy man in the flicks man? Or like, oh, or like Wesley and LT. I was gonna say, <laughs> Wesley and like LT. LT, man, they was getting it in. So, can you imagine like being with your brother, your blood brother? Uh, I was, I don't know if it was the same bed or the same room, but I know they were. It was close proximity. Oh no, having having Codis. <laughs> hey nigga, not hey nigga, not the old switcheroo. Hey, hey man, so every four minutes, nigga. Switch yeah. it up. <laughs> hey, man, that's some sick shit. So then, you know, Nina walks in, busts in. The, when I read on Bossabus, she came in with, like, Seth's, like, lady and some more ladies. And, uh, you know, she, they set that shit off, man. <laughs> oh, dang. Oh, they, they bum-rushed the spot while, while Earl and his brother was giving the ATM? Yeah, hey, man. They said, hey, boy. They said she pulled the pistol out on him, man, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. You know, so this happened, I think, last month, man. So, uh, if you, my brother Earl just bought her a diamond, a diamond bracelet, a diamond chain, man. So, uh, if you're Earl Thomas, what are you doing in this situation? <laughs> he gave her a diamond chain like she was just signing his music label. <laughs> hey. Hey, it's man, the rock, baby. Hey, what do you what do you do if you're Earl, man? Oh, shit, nigga. I don't, it just depends on what you want out of life, nigga. If you're trying to keep her, you're going to have to spend a little money, do some, do some you know, wine and dining or whatnot. If, if you ain't trying to keep her, you're going to have to just keep her moving. Hey, are I mean, you, are I you afraid I at night to sleep if Nina pulled the pistol? Oh, it definitely opens up your eyes. She's obviously with the shit. Uh, <laughs> she pulled, she pulled, she pulled a pistol and she bring backup. Yeah, she's obviously with the shit. And so she smacked you too. <laughs> yeah, you got you 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 have to be aware and understand that it, this is no longer you know small change. She she's she's coming with she's coming and bringing the heat literally uh, yeah. if some shit jump off. So you, you can't overlook it. So it definitely, it definitely gonna change your perspective a little bit. That's for sure. But like I said, it just, it just depends on how Earl want to get down. Obviously, it sounds like he's, you know, trying to stick around and make things work. So you know, he might have to tongue tickle the tutor a little bit, buy, spend a couple yeah. meal. You know, yeah, he probably got to do a little something, to keep things going. Yeah, he probably call, he probably call Cat, talk to Cap, and maybe do something. You know, oh, I'm trying to get back in the community or something. I don't know. Earl's out here, but how do you have that conversation? Like, yo, you know what I'm saying? You know, you you with your homeboy, whatever. You know, you got a little young lady, he got a young lady. Like, all right, scared to go down. Y'all in the Airbnb. It's like, yo, Bert, you want to be in the same room? Hey, bro, you going to be in the same bed? Cool. <laughs> like, yo, like, do you, are you like encouraging Seth? Because Seth didn't make it to the NFL. Like, yo, you got it, dog. Keep going. Keep pushing. Oh, <laughs> you know, push yourself to the next level. Push yourself oh. for, you know, your mind, your your body, your, your mind controls your body. Or the Earl, yeah. or the Hyper Earl, like, yo, man, I ain't seen you working this hard since y'all won the Super Bowl. This is what makes you a Pro Bowler. So it's just crazy, man. That's oh, just, hey. So, so, ba so basically, you saying Earl Thomas went west of and was like, wet him up real good, baby. Wet yeah. him up real good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you look at you nasty. Ew. Hey, man. Yeah. Shout out Wesley Pipes, them OG.
Yeah, man. So the Earl was out here wilding, man. So past Earl, man. Let's get the insecure, brother, shit, man. Shit, nigga. We might have to ask the nasty boys, nigga. Yeah. This nigga, this nigga how how close proximity do y'all get on set? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, both of them, both of them got the damn checks starting to flow in. Niggas out here buying J's and you know, boys in the yards looking like Astro turf and stuff. Yeah. They definitely got the checks rolling in. So we might have to ask the nasty boys. Yeah. Is there a is there a standard pep talk that you give? Pep talk, <laughs> uh, proximity. Well, you just be yeah. like, oh, you could, I, I tell you, they be going there like the bulls, like you know, you know, them boys be like from from the nasty beyond. And <laughs> that, now, that. <laughs> yeah, the Asian that, persuasion the, lover, the, the hammer, yeah. The with Ripper. His, yeah, with his, with his toes out, walking around, greased up, and the dread pulling in, and into the ponytail. And the sixth yeah. man. Oh, oh, no, I can't even give him the sixth man. We forgot about the about the third member of the nasty boy. That's the Nigerian prince. Prince, oh, prince. Shit. Ready yeah, to get nasty. I'm yeah, sure he'd been in that mo- at orgy having a good-ass time. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, hey, man. Nigga, Nigerian Prince, he, he might have got two loose. Like, look, nigga, ain't no proximity, nigga. We yeah. just in here. Oh, man. <laughs> like, not, not like big Robert Smith, nigga. We here now. Yeah, man. Shout out to Robert, man. One of the coolest guys I met, you know. Hey, man, so yeah. let's get to Insecure, man. Oh, man, it seemed like that that Mala and Issa thing is is going further and further to the abyss of, of friendship ending, man. So what you think yeah. about you think about Molly, man, not not doing that favor for Issa? Would you, if you uh, was in that situation... Would you do it? Yeah, I would have. I would have done it. I mean, because if even if if me and you let, let's just say and, and for people to know, me and Mike J, we, we brothers. We didn't been friends since we was down in elementary school. We didn't have ups downs, all that type of stuff. Even if I'm upset with this nigga and I'm like, ah, this nigga, it, it doesn't even seem like Molly and Easter are upset. They just not vibing right now. Even if I'm not vibing with Mike J or if I'm upset with Mike J, I'm not gonna try to hurt Mike J's money. I'm not gonna try to keep that man from progressing. So hell yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like, yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the favor. I'm gonna ask and see what's up. We'll talk about our shit at, a, at another time and date. But I'm not gonna prevent my friend, you know, my brother from trying to progress. Molly was wrong for that, man. That's just my opinion. Yeah, only reason I can say Molly might not been comfortable asking beyond the fact that I'm not vibing is the fact that the relationship and Andrew with Andrew and yeah, it's just the, <laughs> yeah. the relationship with Andrew is kind of weird because. I would feel weird if I was if I was with someone else, right? Let's just to say that we, you, we, we both single, right? You know, we both doing our thing. You know, with women, of course. <laughs> Let's clean that up, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm dating somebody, and you ask me somebody, and me and the young lady, like, yeah, we kind of vibing, we kind of, I, and maybe I've been kind of weird with it. I, and then it's just like, I don't know, then my friend be kind of messy. That's the only reason I would probably just ask this because this the friendship is there. But I would be kind of concerned if I didn't have confidence in the back of my mind that my friend really was about business. Because you go back to the earlier part of the episode when Issa was talking about who why her artist dropped out and Molly was trying to give her some legal advice of like, what happened? Did you do this? Did you pay this? Did you pay this? Did you pay this? And Issa didn't want to hear it. So that's why yeah. I could see maybe Molly was like, I don't know. Because think about it. Say, for instance, you like somebody. And it's kind of tenuous, and you ask them to do a favor for you, and then you don't know how that favor is going to end up. And say, for instance, it ends up fucked up, then that's going to cause ish- other issues. I personally would have did it just because the fact that I figure like I figure we men, bro. If we, I feel like if we if we can't talk about it, I feel like we can box it out and be done, right? That's just this is how. Moving on. 
but with their situation, that shit is deeply rooted, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just, it's very interesting. People said this episode was a waste. I thought it was great because it had nuance. I think that's why the yeah. season I really like it because so much nuance about it. Like it, typically, when people like think about like groups, right? You know, you and I, we have a podcast, right? We don't agree on things. We just do two different men. Yeah. But the, but the whole point of it is, I can see why people in groups be like, you know, I ain't, I was listening to some little brother, right? You know, rap group. Yeah, and that's yeah. they don't really fuck with each other and, and all and all of those and all of those things and how small things that you sweep under the rug become major in a, in a larger point of time. So that's what it seems like that whole thing with Issa and Molly has been going on for four seasons. So I mm-hmm. think this is just coming to a head about it. And I don't think it'd be like no wild out drag out fight. I think it's gonna be like nah. I'm, I'm, done, I'm done with you. Yeah, yeah. And like, I think know. I think it's gonna be like one of those things I'm done with you, but I also see. I continue to see various people in the group um, kind of looking at just like they have in past seasons, previous seasons, looking at Molly like, you know, what's what's up with you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even yeah. old girl, I can't, I can't remember her name, that just had the baby. Like, yeah. she was, like, just giving her the look like, mm, what's yeah, up with you? Like, what's up? So, I don't, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how the group dynamic goes. And yeah. as, as, as usual, Kelly's a damn shining star. Yeah. He's rolling. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll constantly she's like, "This show you want to try to breast milk?" Yeah, Kelly's. Hey, nigga, I was, I was rolling. Kelly was. She said, "You want to try breast milk?" Kelly looked at her like, "I do." Yeah, yeah, man. And she's like getting like a show, like in real life, from Tasha Rothwell. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot what it's about, but yeah, man. And also, Molly in real life, she's gonna have an HBO special, comedy special. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. But yeah, man. So I'm. So let me ask you about Lawrence, man. Is it is Lawrence trying to get that old thing back? Oh, man, I don't know what the hell Lawrence man. This dude, it's like, ah, you gonna win? He, Lawrence coming through with the win, like he's winning. Then all of a sudden, it's like, man, what the hell? He's like, a sucker, I don't man. know. I don't, I don't know if he's gonna try to get Ethan back, or I don't know if he's just gonna be in his feelings and then try to weasel his back with with Condola. Like, I, I don't know. Like, uh, it's just, it's just a situation where I'm like, oh, I don't know. Because did you see when she when uh, when Issa said something about Kendola, mm. he kind of perked up a little bit, and he was like, oh, well. Yeah, about that. Like, uh, yeah, like, I don't know, man. I don't know what the hell's going on with Lawrence. I think Lawrence needs to just come out and be like, look, I'm trying to tap a little bit of everybody right now because I'm in my feelings. And just leave it at that, man. Well, he can't do that because Lawrence wants to be in a relationship. He claimed Kendola before she claimed him. And you can't, and in, in male, female, whoever you decide to be with, you can't claim the person when they don't want to be claimed. Yo, Condola, like, look, I'm out here. I got divorced. You know, I think somebody came over instead of that damn sink. I think somebody came over and kicked it with Condola that time. And, you know, I don't think that damn sink was be. How the hell you get the sink fixed? You no. know, look, look, that's why you got a house, house. Bro, come on. Bro, I'm stupid. <laughs> and you out here, like, oh, really? You out here with your damn with, with your damn uh, Forever Twenty One male shirt on and everything. I would have been flaming the fuck out of Lawrence too. You come hey, with that yeah. shirt on. Man, you got a damn blouse on. You coming up in there talking about being Mister Helpful? <laughs> yeah, man. Fuck out of here, Lawrence. Oh. Hey, man. So like I said, every like you said, every time Lawrence is the biggest letdown. And I'm not even talking about like, oh man, men should be able to do everything with women, right? I ain't even saying all that. But you know, you get you getting your feelings. You, you know, you, you hang the, the you hang the best buy shirt up. You you have a moment. You sit back. You kick with shorter. You know what I'm saying? They show one seat. You giving her back shots to end it. Then you act like a sucker with her. And after that, you, you meet with you meet with uh, the other sister. 
You meet with her, y'all cool, y'all kick it, you find out something that you don't like about it, you act like a sucker. You know, every season, man, you know, get with the white girls, you know, you get, I mean, who gets a God. three for on the time of just going to the damn grocery store? You act like a sucker. It's just like, he just born to be a sucker, bro. That's it. He's a sucker. And that's his, I can't, he can't change to what he is, man. That boy's a sucker for love, man. So, sucker for love. Yeah, he's a sucker, man. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the next episode about the uh, block, the block party's about, man. So, yeah, man. So you got any other thoughts, brother? What? No, no, man. Like, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I can't wait for this, this week's episode. Um, I, I cannot wait. I don't know if it's gonna be this episode or the next one, but I'm interested to see how this block party shapes out, man. All the stuff. This, that's I think it's this episode. Is it this one? Okay. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't wait to see how all the stuff shapes out. From her losing her headliner and, and dealing with, you know, trying to find some backup to the friendship and support thing to Condola Ghost and everybody. I, I, I'm interested to see how this bad boy turns out. And, so what's, the, and what's the black dude who disappeared on Issa? Andrew's oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't think of that. He, he, do it with the funny guys. Hit it with, hit it with the voicemail. Yeah. You ain't got to call me back or nothing. Just wanted to say it was dope. Yeah, like <laughs> that nigga sent the hey big head voice. Yeah, man, what you doing? You know, what I'm saying? it's just like yo, like like how you even like get that off? So I I, I don't know, man. I just, hey hey hey, he 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 did he did shoot up the damn club on the Ferris wheel though. Yeah, <laughs> hey that, hey, he didn't even try to push her off. He just let that bad boy go and and held her on it. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna take this. Yeah, that's crazy, Nathan. <laughs> that's his name. He got his full bag off, or should I yeah. say out? <laughs> yeah. Nathan. Yeah, man. That's 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 the dude's name, man. Nathan came with the what you doing? Hey, big head. And Nathan was yeah. like that future meme, like a, you know, you know, have happy Mother's Day and all that type of stuff, man. So that's that's just that's crazy, man. So uh yeah, I'm interested hey. to see that, man. So before we get out of here, man, got the verses on Saturday, man. We got Miss Jill Scott versus Miss Erica Badu. Who do you have oh, and why? Oh Lord Jesus. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jill Scott, man. I'm gonna go with Jill Scott, and that is no shade, no hate, no nothing, none of that's for Erica Badu. Um, I just, I, I just am a big fan of Jill Scott. She's got a good catalog. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going with Jill Scott, and I'm going with Jill Scott just because of my pure fandom, and I like, and I like her catalog. Yeah, I, I like both. I think I'm gonna go with. Erica I love Badu. both. I, I like both too. I think I'm gonna go with Erica Badu. <laughs> Uh, just the fact that I think she, I think there's Jill kind of, if you look at their careers, Jill, she had that, she had great music when she kind of went through urban contemporary music, her later albums. And mm -hmm. then like, you know, Erica kind of like can touches everything and like kind of with the hip hop vibe and all that type of stuff. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. Hey, I, I tell you, I tell you right now, I'm going to be a full fan when I, when, when uh, Lifetime dropped. Yeah. It's just 20 hits for both of them. It's like nothing. My thing is like. It's nothing. It's like, nothing. You, they can, who's going to play You Got Me, the Root song? Because they both are on the song. Oh. Hey, man, what if they done like a like a player-ass collab and just both done it as their last song yeah. and they just collabed it? Hey, that would be dope. Yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to that tomorrow night. Hey, and, and, and shout out, shout out to Jill Scott with, with the leaked picks a few years ago. Ooh, <laughs> I try to say, uh, let's just be honest. I tried to tell you about Jill Scott years ago. What you tell me? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, yeah. I was late I, to the game. I, you were more than late to the game, brother. I tried to, I tried oh, to, I tried to, I tried to hit, I tried to hit you to that. You kind of like, you know, you shrugged me off like MJ like trying to throw the not giving the ball to Horace Grant. <laughs> <laughs> or according to according to hoops hype, not not letting Horace Grant eat, not saying Horace Grant shouldn't eat on the plane if he had a bad game. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah. hey man, that's that's just, that's just, that's just crazy, man. But I'm I'm going with Erica Badu, man. I I love them both. Like it's just like for me, it ain't. It's to me, ain't gonna be no winner or loser. Just like heck, no, it ain't no winner or loser. This is a like win for Teddy us. and Babyface. Just yeah, like, yeah. This well, is a win I can't for us. say John P. <laughs> Key and Hezekiah Walker. The sound was so bad that yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was horrible. But uh, right. yeah, you know this this and, is gonna be great, man. So yeah, I can't I can't wait. I cannot wait. I'm excited about it, bro. For real. Yeah, for man, real. Little Jill Scott and chill. Yeah. Little Jill and chill. Yes, yeah, sir. man. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> All right, man. So, Bowtie, give us your moment, brother. We can wrap this on up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give y'all Bowtie Freshes, you know, the, the, the moment of the weekend. It's, it's short and simple, man. And it goes like this. Your life isn't yours if you constantly care what others think. And that's just a motivational quote for everybody kind of ties into what we talked about a little bit during this episode. Run your own race. Uh, don't don't be concerned with what other people think or say. Don't compare yourself to other people. Run your own race. Stay in your own lane and, and thrive as only you will. Because no one can thrive better than yourself for you. That's the moment. All right. We appreciate everybody for rocking with us. Also, happy Mother's Day to everybody. Mother's Day is Sunday. Happy so. Mother's Day to so, everybody. Mother, yes, yes, yes. For Mother's, mothers Day. grandmothers. For those who are motherly to some people who might not have biological kids. So yes. those who step so definitely, man, that is, is a big day. And also for those who maybe who, who maybe lost their mother. So, you know, it's a, it's a tough day for those people. So absolutely. Keep them people, keep and, them and, people in your mind, your hearts. And, your and I will, and I will do the same to say the same as, as, as we normally do for Father's Day. Happy Mother's Day to the single fathers out there that may not have women in their lives for their children. And you have to kind of somehow be both. So happy, happy Mother's Day to all those individuals who have to be a mom lost their moms or moms on Definitely. Yeah, so appreciate it. You know, you follow us, all the social media stuff will be in the episode description. Appreciate y'all for listening, and we'll talk to y'all next week. Yes, sir. Follow. <laughs>